0: And we are live, Mike, no turning back now, we're live, <laughs> we go. live on YouTube. <laughs>
1: ready, ready, yep. sir.
0: Yeah, so, uh, so obviously, uh, introduce ourselves, Mike Petruski, Steve Todd here, founder of Open Source Workplace, Mike, host of Workplace Innovator Podcast. Um, so Mike, how did, I, uh, how did I loop you into this? How did I drag you into this?
1: I don't know. How did you do this? Like, I don't have enough And we write. are live. It's unbelievable. <laughs> No, I, I think the times uh, call for unusual participation, connectivity. I, I want to be out there and talking to my community of podcast listeners. I know you have friends. We all feel kind of cooped up in our homes and away from our normal routines. And I'm a very social person. I'm a very, I don't want to say extroverted person. It, it actually takes some effort for me to get out and going. But I, I, once I do, I just I feed off of it. So... Uh, The fact that you gave me the opportunity here to have a daily conversation, a check-in with a friend from the industry, a workplace leader that I admire, and someone who I have gotten to know here over the last uh, couple of years, I'm I'm thrilled to be here.
0: No, thank you. Well, I'm I'm honored, obviously, and uh, sort of for those people who are are watching, this came about really, really quickly. Uh, Mike and I had a conversation last Friday, uh, around about lunchtime. We said we sort of pitched the idea, talked about it. And we thought about, well, why don't we try and do it? Um, we give ourselves the weekend, sort of a, a green light, red light. And uh, we try to work it out. And, and not on screen and behind the cameras is the reasons why we're able to do this. Uh, Alec Denkoff, who's been fantastic, uh, who does a lot of videos with me for Open Source Workplace. Uh, I was chatting to him on Sunday and he went, I can do that. And I went, oh, okay, great. So uh, so here we are. So uh, just, just letting uh, everyone know that Alec Denkoff, he's behind us. So this, if this falls, it's his fault too.
1: <laughs> yes, blame him. Blame Alec. No, absolutely. We got to give a shout out. Is it? A, yeah. a guy who has been his own self-produced content creator for many years now. Whether it's a podcast or a webinar or or a live stream, it's it's a lot of work to kind of see all the moving parts. To have someone kind of watching from afar is uh, very reassuring. So no, it, it, is. Nice it nap, is. It is. It so. is.
0: So, so let's sort of try and provide some sort of uh, overview of sort of what we're what we're planning, and sort of let's talk about what this isn't. Right, this this isn't a, a webinar. Um, I don't know about you, Mike, but uh, I, I sort of feel like I fill every day at the moment with webinars that uh, I get influx. But obviously, this is not what we're looking to. do. We're looking for this to be a very casual uh, opportunity for the whole workplace industry to escape for for thirty minutes. Um, and uh, provide an opportunity for people to sort of raise awareness of people who have really been really good for them at these moments and times. So, you know, I just think about my own experience and uh, I think if I look across, you know, all NASDAQ facility managers, the people in the background who, um, who are really working hard, last person to lead the ship, so to speak, and, you know, shout out to those folks. Um, awesome. You know, uh, and, and I'm sure you're saying this, you're, you're so connected to the IFMA uh, community. Um, so, you know, audience, if if you're listening, there's people you want to give a shout out from your organization who you think deserve special mention. You know, l- l- put some comments, uh, uh, raise awareness, and um, let's let's try and use this as a, a platform to share to share that as well.
1: Absolutely, that's why I was so eager to jump on board. The the vision I had when I started my live stream with iOffice, which is actually today every week from noon till one Eastern, that's a that's a that's a once a week affair. And I thought that's a lot, you know, in today's world or in the old world, but in today's world daily is, is what we need because we need to keep up on top of things each day, a place to to come and have a conversation. So I love YouTube. I love the format here with the chat box. I hope people will take advantage of talking to us uh, with us. We don't want this to be Steve and I talking at you. It doesn't want to, I don't want you to even think it's just Steve and I talking to each other. Although, I'd be happy with that, Steve, just to get a daily dose of, of your insight and perspective and experience because each day I'm faced with new questions about what the workplace will be doing, not just today, tomorrow, next month, but in the coming years. I think we'll forever be changed by what's happening in our world today.
0: Yeah, yeah, No, I totally agree. And I think there's a lot of, uh, and I, I know what you see, There's, I also I see uh, changes already afoot, right? Changes in uh, approach to sales processes. I mean, you're working in the marketing department, you've seen a change. I've seen a change. There's very, very little cold calling these days. But then there's also, you think about the services the industry provides, uh, we see a change in perspective and, and sort of direction with that too. So I'm really um, excited by some of the changes that are coming. I think the opportunities as well for innovation um, are there also. I think I mean that from the services that are provided, but also I think for uh, for organizations, right? This 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 brings, you know, opportunities to really test some things, uh, ways of working, flexible working. Um, and I think it's going to be really interesting to see how the whole industry evolves through this process.
1: I wonder what you think about this, Steve, and I want to be kind of upfront about this. I, I hope to be honest, real, transparent, and it's hard, right? As human beings, just getting on this camera in this webcam and and talking in front of, you know, uh, tens or ones of people right at this point, right? (laughs) But hopefully the audience will grow in the coming days and weeks and we'll, we'll be a place where people can come and have that dialogue each morning. But but even just going out and putting yourself out there is a difficult thing and it's something that I've been grappling with for years. I know you have too since you founded open source workplace and you're a casual guy, a laid back guy. I, I'm a control freak by nature. So I, I want to be able to control everything, control my appearance, every word I say. I edit my podcast each week. I always, the, the old format was you record a bunch of material, you edit it down and you make it sound good. Well, I think in today's world, because of the the need for authenticity and the need for us just to get real with each other and face some of these challenges together, I think these types of conversations are going to be so much more valuable if we just put ourselves out there, be open to making mistakes. And again, I I want to start by saying, if I do say something that's insensitive or uh, uncomfortable for someone, I don't mean to do that. I don't mean to offend. I think uh, Steve and I kind of both agree that in these unprecedented times, we don't want to take anything we're talking about lightly or, or not be serious about the significance of what's going on in our world. But at the same time, we want to bring some of a Relief from that, I guess, on a day-to-day basis, and kind of help each other, you know, take our minds off of of the 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 war going on out there right now against this virus, and um, and maybe kind of find some some peace of mind and solace and understanding between each other and between the audience here. So we want to talk with you, here, what you're really experiencing. Um, so I say I want to be I want to be um, lighthearted, without taking things lightly. I mean, my personality is one where I'm known to break into song occasionally, embarrass myself with uh, some terrible singing and and, uh, and tell a bad joke or two, but none of that's meant to do anything to minimize the seriousness of what's happening.
0: No, well said, Mike, well said that. And you know, I, I saw a graphic this morning, um, just sort of, you know, it was, we think about the current situation that we're in, and it's actually on the BBC um, where it illustrated uh, where, where are we currently of sitting in the global cases for, for COVID-19? Um, yeah, man, please. Uh, so the, um, the, <clears throat>
1: yeah Alex the, first got the th- uh, ability to share slides. So this will be uh, interesting so, if he can pull something up for us to, uh, yeah. bring graphics to this, but yeah, so, so the first morning hundred- review, right, Steve, you, so you, yeah, got, you yeah. got up really early. I got up about five minutes ago you know, took a quick shower and, <laughs> and showed up at 8 a.m. Eastern time. This is way, way early uh, for me, but you've been up for hours. You've been monitoring the the news from the UK. So so bring us up to speed. So, Tell me what's going on today.
0: Sure, man. So, so this is a graphic I saw. And I couldn't believe it actually, you know, because we, we get in the US, we're getting so much conflicting information, right? But President Trump saying he wants Easter, everyone back. Easter Sunday, the church is full is what he's sort of pushing for. And I totally get, you know, he wants to sort of uh, showcase that positivity but then you see this graphic that comes from the, U- the UK where I will start John Hopkins uh, University put this together where the first 100,000 cases of COVID-19 took 67 days the next 100,000 took 11 days the next 100,000 took four days and now that two days is where we went from three to four hundred thousand cases now obviously is um, as testing increases, therefore, the amount of cases increase as well, positive cases. Right. But, you know, as we operate in that environment, you know, the the the, 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 the opposite of that is, you know, essential workers. You know, uh, how do how, how do we manage those essential workers in our industry? Um, there are essential workers who are um, allowed to continue their processes. So construction workers, right? Construction workers is considered essential work. And therefore, they can continue. And you know, just just another story that I was uh, an interview I was watching this morning, where you had a family where the the dad is a construction worker, the mother has COVID nineteen positive, and they have two kids. Uh, the only source of income is for the construction worker to go out and work. Um, and each morning they have to go out and work, and uh, it's. It's such an impossible situation, you know, um, and it just, that's sort of the reality is so that we, we think of as industries, we think about what everyone is experiencing right now, it's just how do you balance those those two things, you know, with we, we have the evidence that shows this, we have positivity, trying to be coached to the market, and then we have these other real life situations that, you know, people within our industries are really, really feeling. It's so tough.
1: Yeah, it is. And I, I was hoping you'd have the answers to these questions. Steve. That's why I come to <laughs> I don't here, know. I, but,
0: I certainly um, do not. I, I certainly do not.
1: It's a daunting task for our leaders. And I've made a point to, on my other live stream, to not try to, you know, again, because we're doing it weekly and things are moving so fast, there's no sense in me trying to, you know, critique the, the, the political leaders and what they're trying to do. I know they're all trying to do their best in. And I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. So it's a, it's a, it's a unprecedented situation as I've used that word too many times, but it's also one where you're right. If I could just find somebody to cast a vision that tells me how we're going to take care of those folks, how we're going to take care of the hourly workers, the restaurant workers, the, the people in our economy, who the small business owners who are shut down, who drive what we do each day. I think you and I, Steve, being from the corporate real estate world and, and even in the FM world, those folks um, are very much knowledge workers in many ways. The the FM, you know, frontline workers are out there doing their job, and they they've they're used to this. They've got uh, an experience knowing how to deal with emergency situations and preparedness. It's part of the the the, the code of the FM. Uh, but you get a, a couple levers up with management and and corporate real estate, I and mean, the folks I talk to on my show. They're knowledge workers. They're they're strategic. They can work from home. They can work from a computer anywhere and be directing their teams. Um, now, of course, they have a certain pressure on them under these circumstances to not only deal with the workplace, their facilities, the built environment today, but what happens when we do get back to some new sense of normal. And I don't think it'll be what we, what it was before ever again. But what is that new normal? I hope I, I hope to explore that in the coming days with you as to what you think that might look like and how service providers, you know, folks that are connected to you through your open-sourced workplace network and, and my workplace innovator network, they're anxious to be helpers and be helpful. So I know technology is going to have to move fast. Innovation, that's what my show is all about is innovation and not just as technology innovates and helps us, but people as we change as people, our mindset and our attitude and and dealing with these situations, it's not easy. I think I've always talked about for years the challenge of human beings facing change and some of the resistance there and 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 our are, are wanting to stay in our comfort zone and keep the status quo because that's most comfortable. And uh, you know, Steve, that that now we're we're forced into this discomfort and this disruption. And I, I just don't want to forget the I know there's a lot of questions there in that in that in that little soliloquy I just shared with you, but but what are your thoughts? Just I, I'm curious. I, I want to get to the personal side because I think when you're dealing with the day to day and looking at how do you process information in today's world, I know this will change tomorrow and next week and next month, but what do you look for? Are you looking for that trend line of the cases to get to a uh, an understanding of when we might be able to get back to some planning about the future? We're just in a mode right now where we just don't have enough data don't know what to deal with and we just have to kind of wait or do you see do you look for certain signs to know when it's right to begin to begin planning for the future i know the president as you mentioned throws out a date he's trying to be optimistic i understand that um but i I think there's danger in also putting out false hope so we have to balance that i think i think we want to be optimistic and positive at least i do but we can't predict what's going to happen um how do you do it? How do you process all that's going on when you're when you're reading those numbers and reading the news each day?
0: Yeah, no, it's a really good question. And thank you for asking. And, and there's sort of two ways I come at it, right? There's the personal, okay, so what do I do for me, the family, et cetera, right? What sort yeah. of guidance do I give to, to my family who are spread, you know, most of my families in the UK? Um, <clears throat> but then how do I how do I manage that from my own perspective as well? Yeah. Then there is my responsibilities as global head of workplace at Nasdaq, right? So it's how do you how do you balance those? Because from a personal perspective, you know, I, I've sort of got the mindset that I will get COVID nineteen. I just don't know when. Um, so in essence, what can I do to ensure my environment is is safe and I'm okay? And I do things to sort of optimize my body for that. And then you know, I sort of think about my responsibilities for for my role at Nasdaq. That's why I absorb so much of the news content today. I, I typically don't watch the news at all because it's just so negative. It's a
1: good policy, actually.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but, but at this moment oh, in right. time, I just have to, right? Mm-hmm. Because in essence, you know, when you manage a global portfolio, you have to understand what is happening. So you know, this morning, um, word well, came out yesterday morning, late last night, uh, early this morning, um, whenever I heard it, India is on a 21-day lockdown so we have offices in india so what what do we do now as an organization to help one the local team um to the business infrastructure that's there yes there is a planet there's a steer co at at the organization who are managing and and trying to manage these risks but from a a portfolio perspective i'm trying to manage okay so what does this happen so this is 21 days so does that mean in a month's time if it's locked down for one month, what would be our strategy for that location? If it's locked down for three months, six months, nine months, what does that mean for each of our locations? How do we how do we assess the right thing to do? How do we provide leadership with information and options and recommendations for each of those scenarios so that they can make informed decisions because in essence you know my responsibility is to provide information it's not to make decisions right how do i collect information how do i pass through information and then how do i take guidance and then go and deliver what that guidance is requiring Um, and that's sort of where i'm trying to absorb a lot of the information um so that's sort of unfortunately why i'm having to absorb so much of the news where i typically like to avoid because of the not miscommunication. I think it's it's. I think it's unfair to say miscommunication, but the sort of various voices and opinions of communication. I think that's probably a better reflection on what it is.
1: Absolutely. But but, but you must see it. that
0: too. Sorry, yeah. Mark, but you must see that too because you know you you know you work for um, a company that provides uh, analytics softwares, uh, resources, uh, a platform or platform. You know, you must sort of. Be evaluating these things too perhaps not from that geography perspective but in essence i have to imagine that you know new ways of working you you as an organization i su- assume assume there are many organizations in a similar in a similar position as, as, as i office and um will be trying to evaluate what are their next steps how do we innovate from this position what if this is the new norm when do people go back how does that impact you know so many different things
1: Oh, you hit the nail on the head, Steve. It's something that is very challenging for us because, and again, I'm not in the role of leadership and, and I'm not one, the one making those strategic decisions, but knowing that our vision is one that is fast moving or has been and it's one where we depend on data. We look at information, we look at numbers, we look at in, uh, what the marketplace is telling us, what our customers are telling us they need. And without that right now, it's this kind of vast emptiness of data. There's a lot of parallels, I feel, between what's going on in the world of, of workplace and, and software, workplace tools, and also our personal lives. It's that lack of information that is so scary in many ways because we just don't know. And we are we are analytical, logical people. As you said, we want to look at the information, analyze it, break it down as best we can maybe use ai to help us along the way and and make some decisions some some decisions that will allow for the business outcomes we're looking for right it's all about outcome based decision making and whether it's in our personal lives dealing with this virus and knowing how best to take care of ourselves and our families or looking at our customers and how to take care of them in this new scenario or just taking care of our company and the direction of our company we have an incredible team of IT professionals who are always mapping out the product roadmap, they call it, and it's this constant moving and evolving uh, design and plan on how they'll put the resources in place to develop the next functionality or the next tool that will allow our customers to achieve their goals. And it's all right now in a position of we're gathering as much information as we can. We're looking at the situation on the ground, But, but here we're only a couple of weeks into this, you know, what will it look like? Another couple of weeks from now, as you said, the, the numbers are accelerating. The, the things are changing each week. So, I guess my um, my role here, I guess when I'm interviewing people for my podcast or doing my live stream uh, or doing this show each day with you, it's going to be just to remember that we're all in this together, the same boat. You know that that hey, it's okay to to say I don't know. I think the answer sometimes is I don't know. And I certainly am uncomfortable saying that because people come to me and come to you, right, Steve, for what's your best recommendation. And we may be wrong, and we have to be able to fail fast, accept that. But it's all about looking at the data we have, and and I think that's going to be our focus in the coming days and weeks and months is to really look at how are businesses going to rethink their workplaces when they go back. Will that change their visitor policy? Will it change their employee experience policy? What what does sickness look like in the workplace? You know, what are the rules, the parameters in place in this new age of social distancing? Uh, will activity-based working be more embraced? Will it be something that we have to really um, be prepared to deal with new ways of working? I think mean, there's so many different strategies out there for workplace, and I talked to so many great experts who have opinions on this, and I, and I hope to hear from them in the coming weeks as well as they see things happening. I, I want to bring this up. Steve, before we run out of time, it's going by way too fast. I just looked at the clock, but uh, yeah. I knew that half an hour is going to go by way fast each day. You've got some friends over in the UK from the Leasman uh, Index, right? They analyze mm-hmm. workplaces in, in all those ways we described. They gather data about the people and the places and how people are working, and they put a real, as best they can, a number to this, right? They, they kind of come up with outcomes. I heard they're going to they're gonna start doing something. I saw a tweet, and I, and I heard from a friend yesterday they're going to try to start putting a number on the effectiveness of working from home. Is that right? Did you read anything about that?
0: Yeah, I, similar. I saw, I saw a tweeter. I saw a headline. I saw something. Um, I haven't really dug into what their product is or what their, uh, how their math formula works or what's involved with it. You know, you're so right. I, I love what Leisman does. I love how they present data. They tell great stories that allow you to really absorb, um, a concept. um, a methodology or, or an application of, of what it is their their research is showing. It's, they're really clever. They've done a great job. Um, yeah, so I'm really curious to understand. Uh, I also uh, how you would measure that. Ooh. That's 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 something else, right? Um, and and also if you measured it, and it's everyone's situation is not ideal at the moment, right? There's so many people they are probably sitting around. Uh, their uh, dining room table with you know two parents walking away in their computers, kids doing their homework, and so on and so forth. You know, but I, I think again, these are these are the this is where the evolution takes place, right? So you have an organisation who are you know acclaimed to be one of the best uh, measuring tools out there for workplace and um, workplace productivity and workplace design, and now they're evolving their product to bring in working from home so even when the lights go back on so to speak they're not going to be in a position where actually they're going to be able to provide leadership companies with a grit tool that not only measures the workplace environment but then the at-home environment also the flexible workplace so what if you've got a hybrid situation is can they then measure the optimal way for you as an organization to to measure what works for you, what works for the teams within your organization, the departments, the locations, because you know the world is different in every geography. The work processes and uh, the tasks that people do in each geography can be so different from you know, to company to company. And if you're able to get your hand on some of those metrics, provide benchmarks from other organizations that you're able to do well. That's that becomes real valuable information. So as we assess. How this works for each company and each company and leadership team evaluate how this is working for their organizations. Having access to this information can only help um, help them make decisions. You know, but yeah, yeah. But you're so right. Time is time is moving so fast. Um, I did have a whole ton of stuff to go through, but we just keep going. We just keep We've going. We got threads. tomorrow, Steve. There There's you go. I know. I know.
1: Tomorrow, the dreams <laughs> yeah. to come true.
0: <laughs> love it. I love it. It, it just isn't right if, if you don't sing whenever we're not on. And, and, and obviously, we'll, we'll, I'm sure at some point we'll come to you, your Yoda impressions. I, I do, I do impressions. love this. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, do want, I, I do want this to be a resource for the community, right? We want this to be a, communica- a community uh, podcast, not podcast, live stream. We, we were still trying to figure out what actually, what is this going to be? Yeah. So, I mean, we want people to share. Uh, pictures of them working from home what is their work set up like how do we sort of build that community so there is an email um oswdaily at gmail.com that we've created where you can send images where we will share um as part of these these daily broadcasts um if you have jokes you can send in a video you can send in the actual words and we will do our best to sort of uh tell that joke um uh, Mike, I think you'd be a lot memes. better at telling it little- memes too. Memes as yeah. well, yes. Thank the, you. A
1: little bit of a lighthearted relief. Yeah. So just uh, share share with the best uh, work from home memes and things like that. Um, yeah, also and comment uh, in the chat box. That chat will be available during the live stream, obviously. But I think that's also there's an opportunity to comment below yeah. after this video lives on on YouTube. And again, each day it'll be different. And I hope th- hope the community here. I'm going to make it something that I make aware of my this is brand new so I haven't had a chance for it really to share with my podcast and other broadcast communities so when I get on my live stream today I'm going to share about this and hopefully get people to to cross over if they want more than if they want just a little bit of once a week kind of encouragement it's there but if they need it daily this is an opportunity so um and we'll we'll get through this together with each other right yeah, we'll share yeah, will no, we'll stories I've got I've got so much to to ask you. And and it's so great to have someone I can uh, know that, you know, when something comes up, I read that news article or I, I hear that story or I I feel bad about something or concerned, or I, you know, I don't know the answers. It's okay to, you know, bring it to you the next day. And, and I hope we're, we're, we're kind of, you know, the human side of this will be, uh, a real thing as well with our audience because I think people are going to be out there feeling isolated. We didn't even scratch the surface of, of yeah. the layer that we have to put on top of all these measurements, which is that human factor of the mental health, health and well-being. We're all struggling with anxiety and, and and learning a new thing and learning how to operate in this new environment, in this new reality. And if we can help each other there, I, I feel like we did something good here.
0: 100% agree with you. Uh, so use the uh, use the comment section to shout out people if you want to shout out um, you want to send a video where you're shouting out again send it to the email um, osw daily at gmail.com and uh, we'll take a segment we'll share uh, allow you to you know be it a colleague be it a you know a vendor be it uh, your company your leadership team whoever that is you know share that with us because there's a lot of really good people doing a lot of really good things right now that uh, is often unseen. So let's help showcase those people. Uh, let's let's give those a shout out, um, and let's let's use this as the as the medium. And you know, if you want to share this video, please do. Um, put in the hashtag OSW, um, and uh, we'll sort of allow people to share this and sort of connect connect with us uh, on a daily basis.
1: So we're going hashtag OSW or hashtag OSW daily. Or what?
0: Either works. Why, why not both, man? Right? You know. When you know what they say when someone, the when, when, when someone gives you uh, A or B, you take both, right?
1: <laughs> Don't get confused, folks. If you do a hashtag O S W search and you find a bunch of uh, images of Hulk Hogan, it's not us. Yeah. That's the different thing. Old school wrestling is also O S W, but we're going to take over on social media the hashtag O S W and, and no, no about you, you, open source workplace.
0: Right. But but that said, though, Mike, I, I think if, if people do give the thumbs up, we should think about you getting in your Hulk Hogan outfit, because I think that <laughs> may be worth saying. And then we could hashtag OSW and, and then we were right in there, you know.
1: <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. I'm happy to bring Hulkamania to this daily <laughs> live stream. Let's do it.
0: Awesome. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, all right. So, look, thank you. Mike, again, look, I really, appreciate, I really appreciate you jumping on this so quickly. I appreciate your support. I pre- appreciate your uh, humility in trying to be a part of this and wanting to share something and wanting to do something. Um, you know, uh, It's really, really it's, it's good. Thank you. I appreciate you taking the time. Thank
1: you. And I look forward yeah. to doing it with you and, and uh, we'll get through this. So have a great day. Talk yep. to you tomorrow.
0: All right, man. Cheers. Thank you. Take care. Peace out. Thank you, man.